Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the So What Podcast. My name is Anna McGuire and I'm super honored and thankful that you would join today to have a conversation that centers on sowing intentionally into your life so that you may reap abundantly. Currently, we are in a two-week series entitled, It's No Personal Loss When Others Thrive. Last week, I said, was my favorite episode to date to record, and I have a feeling that this one is going to trump that, that this is actually going to be my favorite episode to date to record. In last week's episode, we started to have this conversation on how to truly love people. And to truly love people, we have to come to a place where we authentically celebrate others. And what we find is that at the root of not celebrating others authentically is this thing is this practice is this idea that is so inundated in us that is a subconscious thought that we really don't even have to think about that it just automatically happens is envy envy now this is not something we enjoy talking about or even reflecting on but envy when we come down to the root of it we find that there are three main components and those three main components are comparison desire and resentment. Comparison, desire, and resentment. You compare your life to somebody else's life. And comparison on its own isn't envy, but it's when it gets into the next step, which is once you compare, you desire something from that person's life. You desire what they have, an experience they have, a material possession, or a relationship. And when comparison and desire are in place, it eventually leads to resentment. You resent that individual, which will keep you from celebrating that individual. And it creates bitterness and discontentment in our lives. So when we look at it, envy, what does it do? It robs us of joy. It robs us of joy in our relationships and also really enjoying what we already have. So how do we overcome this envy? The first thing we talked about last week was this thing of gratitude, being thankful for what you already have. And again, that might sound so incredibly cheesy, but that is an integral part of overcoming envy, taking inventory of your life, your relationships, the things that you have, your gifts, talents, and abilities, and seeing what you have is good, that what you have is a gift. And the second part of overcoming envy, which is what we're going to focus solely on in this episode, is truly loving others. And the best way to truly love others is through authentically celebrating them. Authentically celebrating others. Like I said, this two-part series is called It's No Personal Loss When Others Thrive. And this wasn't just a title I came up with one day, like racking my brain for like, how do I like cleverly entitle a two-part thing on envy and celebrating others? Now, this is a phrase that I was introduced to by my best friend, my college roommate, and the one who introduced me to my husband, Janelle Nesbitt. She also introduced me to chocolate gravy, which if you are not from the South, you got to look up on Pinterest, find this recipe, do something because she also introduced me to that, which is a huge game changer for anyone and especially for me. So I met Janelle in the spring of 2011, and we actually met not in person at first. We met on Facebook Messenger, which is so crazy to think. And we became for real, like lifelong best friends the morning of freshman registration at our college in Southern Missouri. And honestly, we met in that moment. We got Sonic together and the rest is history. 
So here we are nine plus years later, still best friends, still doing life together. And I'm so honored that she's on the show today. My first ever guest. I knew when coming into the So What world that Janelle was going to be an important part of everything I did on this show because she has invested so much into my life personally. So Janelle and her husband and two little boys live in Kyrgyzstan. Yes, Kyrgyzstan. I try saying that 10 times fast, which is a full 12 time zones ahead of where I currently live. And it is so cool to hear where she's come from, where she's going, what she's dreaming of. And it is a true honor and privilege to have my best friend, hero, and the ultimate celebrator of people here with us today, Janelle Nesbitt. Janelle, how are you, my friend? I'm doing so good. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm super honored. I look forward to listening to this every Thursday. I'm not just your friend. I'm a follower and I glean from the wisdom that you share every week. And I just want to say thank you to you personally for speaking into me, for being um, a game changer in my life. I, I cannot think of another relationship in my life that has impacted me more than our friendship. So thank mm-hmm. you for your voice and for your life. I'm so happy to be your friend. Thank you. I love you. I wish I could jump through the screen right now and give you a hug. (laughs) So this phrase, this idea, it's no personal loss when others thrive. This is the DNA of who you are. Like if anybody has known you for more than five minutes, they know you truly and authentically love people through celebrating them. Like any season, like nobody has to do anything for you in order for you to celebrate them. Nobody has to earn your love or your celebration of them. So I've heard you say the phrase so much. I want to know how did this phrase become real to you? So it's actually kind of a funny story. I remember being a little girl, I was like 10 years old and my parents were pastors of a small church and I had never heard the phrase it's no personal loss when someone else thrives. That wasn't in my vocabulary. It wasn't something I had heard, but I remember the moment that it became real to me, just the thought of it's okay if someone else is good at something that you're good at too. Mm. Um, I remember being 10 years old in my bed, weeping and just bawling my eyes out. And my dad came in and he's, he's like, Janelle, what's wrong? And I had to confess to him see, I did this thing. And if you grew up in church in the nineties, maybe, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) If you don't consider yourself blessed, but I would like make up motions to songs. I called it sign language. It wasn't sign language. I would make up motions to like Christian worship songs. And then because we pastored a small, tiny church, my dad would let me actually like quote unquote, perform these songs. And that was my ministry. I was 10. And um, I was so upset because my, my younger sister started doing it too. And she was stealing my ministry. And uh, I just remember my dad saying, Janelle, well, why are you doing this in the first place? Are you doing sign language so that it will minister to other people and bring them closer to Jesus? And I was like, yes, I am. He said, well, what if your sister has the opportunity to reach even more people if she starts doing this too? Mm. And it just hit me. Yeah. Okay. If I, um, if I will just get over myself 
and not be prideful about what I think is mine, then I can cheer her on and her doing it too. So that might be the first place that it quote unquote became real for me to celebrate when someone else thrives or does well. Mm, That's so, so good. And so wise on your dad's part as well. That's so good. So how have you, so that was 10 years old. Here you are now in your mid late twenties. That feels weird to say that, but we are there. We are past (laughs) 25. Uh, How have you personally through that, the last, you know, several years or throughout your teen years, college years and adult years, how have you personally overcome envy? So I like that question. How have you overcome envy? Um, Because it's kind of a trick question. I don't Mm -hmm. think any of us ever actually overcome envy. Um, I do think it gets easier over time. I do think if you, um, like scripture talks about, if we allow God to transform our minds and we set our minds on things above, um, scripture says something like um, allow Scripture says something like, take every thought captive. And that's kind of Jesus-y language to just say, not dwell on negative thoughts and negative thinking. Um, But really, overcoming envy is not something that we will just arrive at all of a sudden. Mm. Um, I think really, in order to help it get a little easier, you have to redefine what success is for you. And in high school, this is might be a silly example, but in high school, I played basketball. And I remember when the other team would make a shot that you would just feel like, oh, so defeated, like, oh, we're another two or three points behind. And you just like hang your head and run to the other end of the court as fast as you could um, to try to make up the deficit. And I think a lot of times we consider life to be somewhat of a game Mm -hmm. and that we're competing with other people for success or for wins you know if our culture would tell us if someone else gets a promotion then we are less than if someone was chosen over us or you know how often um maybe this is more of a high school thing or a college thing but how often do we hear when someone wants to demean some woman wants to demean another woman she'll say well she's not even that cute you know you're cuter than she is And our culture uses that language and um, perpetuates just this envious culture that we really have to learn how to redefine what is a win? What is success for me? And Mm. when I say like, it's no personal loss when someone thrives, really, you have to take out the word thrive and you could say, it's no personal loss when someone makes more money than me. Like I don't lose anything when someone else has a better paycheck. It's no personal loss when someone even is, is more intelligent or more beautiful or has more uh, like a wide network than I do. I have, I'm not losing anything when you have a great network around you. Um, and so just being able to celebrate other people in those moments and not, not, not make it personal about yourself. Janelle, dang. That's so good. That's so good. And I feel like we could almost like end the podcast right there. Like there's so many nuggets and I love how you said redefining success and 
like to personalize it, like it's no personal loss when others thrive, like what, like more specifically, yeah, it's no personal loss when somebody has a better job than me or the, the job I want to have, or the bigger paycheck or the greater network or certain looks like it is no personal loss. That is so good. Redefining success, taking those thoughts captive. So we know that celebrating others is, you know, something we should do, but why does it matter? Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, we should celebrate other people. We sound kind of bad if we're like, I don't want to celebrate other people. Like nobody's going to say that. So why does it matter? Why should we want and have that desire to celebrate others? Yeah, I really would love to get in, like to be able to talk about the how and the practical. So just for a really basic answer to that question of why should we Um, I think if we don't celebrate others, we'll become self-focused, our our priorities get out of line, Um, we just, we end up in this like toxic mental state if we're not celebrating the people around us. We become so inward and self-focused. And really, for those of you who are listening who are followers of Jesus, like that is what Jesus did was Mm -hmm. celebrate others. He says, Um, love one another that your joy may be full. And Mm. so if you want to live a sad, bitter, lonely life, then don't celebrate other people. But if you, if you want um, your joy to be like overflowing and full of joy, then you have to love other people and learn how to celebrate them and not take it personally um, when you are celebrating them. Mm, so good. So the practical, the how, what are practical ways we can celebrate other people beyond like throwing them a party? <laughs> yeah. So there's kind of two different avenues that I like to think about it when I'm celebrating or I'm wanting to celebrate someone. So you can think about first, are you going to celebrate them publicly or privately? Um, if you celebrate someone publicly really what that boils down to is using your influence to give them influence. So for example, um, when you introduced me today, you could have said like, oh, this is my friend Janelle. Go ahead, Janelle, start talking. Uh, Mm -hmm. You didn't do that. You used your influence. People trust you. They've been listening to your podcast and following your advice and wisdom. And because you um, used your influence, then I had influence. So that was kind of a way of celebrating me. Um, The second way, practical arena of celebrating others is privately. And this is just super fun to celebrate people. And I love to try to catch people off guard and celebrate them by calling them, uh, showing up and having a conversation face to face, sending coffee. Um, You can send like Starbucks email gift cards. I love to do that. Um, Just the, the thing you have to remember is it has to be authentic. It can't just be um, like a cop out. Well, I guess I should celebrate them. I'll, I guess I should send them something. But um, celebrate what makes them uniquely them. So I like to make sure I'm celebrating their character and what makes a person truly unique over their performance and just what they do. So good. That's so good. So Janelle, it literally before this episode was ever in the talks, like after my very first episode of so what, um, I got a card in the mail, which is like the cutest handcrafted card that is like the most aesthetically pleasing thing you've ever seen. And it's her encouraging 
just me and this passion that I have. And she's just like speaking life over me. And what's in it is my favorite tea from Trader Joe's. And so like, Janelle, you are the best at that, like sending a card. And it was like three or four tea bags. It was just like so sweet. And it was like, this just made my day, but simple things. And I think sometimes when we think about celebrating others, we put this like big daunting task, like, oh, I need to give them, I don't know, a hundred dollars and make it a big deal. Or I need to do this out or take them out to dinner or whatever, which those are all good things, but you're talking about like the simple things that you can kind of just incorporate into your everyday life. Right. So on that note, I'll just, I'll throw this out there. You can use what you already have to celebrate someone. So let's say you have $20 in Starbucks gift cards on your app, on your phone. You can text them and be like, hey, I'm running by Starbucks. Can I get you anything? And then write them a little note on the cup even. Let's say you don't even have a card. Use what you have to celebrate other people. And a little side note that you don't even know. I bought that tea from Trader Joe's, the box, because you had recommended it. And I didn't really like it. So I decided I need to send this to Anna in the card. I've got to get rid of it. But I knew it was your favorite too. So that's why I put it in there. But I'll, I should have just sent you the box because it wasn't my favorite. That's so funny. It's the white pomegranate tea from Trader Joe's. It's pretty good. If I don't know, Janelle has like a better taste in like hot drinks. She likes coffee and stuff. I don't. So no, no, maybe no. go with her advice on that one. Um, so I love it publicly, privately, two different ways. And I just want to repeat something that you said before we move on to the next part is that use your influence to give them influence. Huge. Hello. Mm -hmm. And then you also said, I wrote it down is that you don't just celebrate people's performance, but you celebrate their character. Wow. How countercultural is that? Like when we look at our world, the way we, we celebrate people's performances, we don't necessarily necessarily celebrate who individuals are. So, so good. Um, so what do you do? This is the real talk, the nitty gritty. What do you do if there's someone in your life that simply put, you don't feel like celebrating or honoring them? I think that is the most important question. And, uh, you know, there could be a lot of a lot of reasons for that, why you would feel like, yeah, I just do not feel like celebrating that person. So I just have um, a handful of ideas, steps really to what you can do. And there's five of them. So first you have to ask yourself why. So you, you have this feeling of like, I do not feel like celebrating this person. The first thing you do is say, why do I feel that way? Mm. And then the second thing you have to do is really be honest and examine your motivations. Like, like, what is it inside of me that is conflicting why I don't want to celebrate this person? And really, there could be a lot of reasons. Um, I think as a follower of Jesus, I, I see within myself, like, my own, like, sinful nature. Whenever there's someone I don't want to celebrate, usually um, it comes down to envy and more often self-righteousness. Of mm-hmm. I just think, I'm better than them. If I'm being truly honest, um, I think of a, a coworker I had um, one time and I just, I remember hearing her in conversation, her just talk, talk, talk. And I remember thinking, I cannot wait for the day where I am no longer your coworker. 
Mm-hmm. And immediately I was like, Janelle, why did you just think that? That was so bad. And I realized it was self-righteous. It was because I thought that I was better than she was. And I had, I had to do step number four. So three is figure out what your motivation is, what your like sin, potential sin is. And then four, you have to repent. You have to like be honest with yourself, be honest with God and sometimes even the other person and, and repent and say, I'm not going to um, be dictated by, by that sinful thinking or behavior. And then lastly, you just have to celebrate them anyway. You, you do it anyway. You humble yourself and you say, I, I am going to celebrate them. And uh, mm. here's something I like to say sometimes. Uh, you have to work your way into a feeling. Mm. So it's not going to come natural every time to celebrate people. And you don't have to do something extravagant. Little things um, that will, you have to do little things to just jump start <laughs> celebrating others well. Um, uh, just to give a really personal example. Last week, my husband and I got into an argument and it lasted way longer than it should have. Normally, our arguments are over in like five to 10 minutes. We really value like being quick to forgive. Um, But there was just this like moment of tension. And I went in, I had to change my my shirt because we were going um, to an event and I changed my shirt. I put on a shirt that said, be kind. And then I went back into the living room. And I looked down, I saw myself in the mirror with my shirt that said, be kind. And I just thought, yeah, that's who I am. I am a kind person. Why am I being unkind to my husband? Mm. And in that moment, I didn't necessarily feel like working it out, but I worked my way into a feeling because I reminded myself of my priorities. And you've talked about this in almost every episode, especially in episode one of knowing your priorities and your values. So, in a sense, I worked my way into a feeling and we worked it out. Um, and then we were able to be good for the rest of the night. That's so good. That's so good. And I, I've heard you, like, I remember one time vividly in college, there was an individual who was pretty upset by somebody else who had gained some influence. And this person felt like they should have had that influence. And they were kind of frustrated by that. And you basically said, well, you need to celebrate them anyway. Like you literally said that. And I remember it kind of like brought like a silence to the room. Like, like you could like (laughs) hear a pin drop because it was like, that's not normal, but yeah, doing it anyway, it goes back to that verse that you shared just a few moments ago that when we love others, well, when we celebrate others, well, our joy will be overflowing And so why wouldn't you want to force yourself to do it anyway? Like, just like any other habit, right. Right. That we know is good for us. Why would we want to keep ourselves from getting the benefit of it? And again, this is why it's so what, like, why wouldn't we want to sow celebrating others so that we can reap joy so we can reap healthy relationships, like do it anyway, if it is so opposite of your personality, quote unquote, or what you naturally feel like doing do it anyway. I love that. I love that. So Janelle, give us a quick recap on practical ways to celebrating others and how to celebrate others when we don't feel like doing it anyway. So we talked about 
why do we even celebrate others? Um, it's so that we don't become self-focused. So our priorities don't get out of line. Um, so we can love people genuinely the way that they deserve to be loved like Jesus would. Practically, you can love people publicly by using your influence to give them influence. Um, practically, you can um, celebrate people privately by calling them, meeting with them face to face, sending them gift cards or coffee or any, anything that you already have access to, to love them well and to cheer them on. Um, you're going to celebrate what makes them uniquely them. So you're celebrating their character, not just what they do or what they do mm -hmm. for you. Um, and then if there's someone that you don't really feel like celebrating, you first ask yourself why, why you feel that way. Second, you're honest and you examine your motivations. Third, you identify what those motivations are and you then you repent for, you repent for envy, self-righteousness, laziness, whatever it is. And then lastly, you do it anyway, because you know that blessing follows obedience, that you can work your way into a feeling and that when you love each other, your joy will be full. Janelle, this is so good. And this is even greater than what I had hoped and dreamed of. I hope that you, the listener, are just, oh my goodness, challenged. And like, I'm not just encouraged by this conversation. I am challenged by this conversation that in the days to come, I want to be an authentic celebrator. I have room to grow in this area significantly. And I hope that we can go on this journey together, that we won't be like the rest of our culture, that we won't yeah. let envy in, in, in a date. How do you say that word? In, in a date? Yeah. Like just what we do that it just becomes so routinely a part of our lives that we don't even realize that it's there. May we be right. like Jesus. May we be like mm -hmm. Janelle Nesbitt. May we authentically celebrate people in public and private. When we don't feel like doing it, may we celebrate others. Well, it's no personal loss when others thrive. Janelle, Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your experience, for loving us enough to challenge us in this way. It, it means the world to me. I love you. I'm so proud to be your friend. I'm proud of what you're doing and I believe in you. Thank you, friend. I love you and I love you. So what family, thank you so much again for being a part of today's conversation about sowing intentionally into your life by celebrating others well, so that you may reap abundantly the benefits of joy and contentment and blessing. I hope that in the days to come, you celebrate others authentically, that you celebrate others well, when you feel like doing it, when you don't feel like doing it, that you celebrate anyone and everyone that you come in contact with. I hope to see you again this next week for another episode of So What. Guys, remember that I'm always in your corner cheering you on. Love you. <laughs>